Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Marty Harding, and welcome back to another episode of Animation and Beyond. Uh, yes, and on this episode, in honor of the new show coming out, we're talking about Teletubbies, a fun show from our early childhood. That's right. To be clear, this is the second time the Teletubbies show has been revived. It was popular in the 90s and then in the 2010s, and now it's getting a 2020s third revival, which, man, that shows popularity, doesn't it? I know. The original series is on from late in the 90s and early 2000s. That's right. And that's the one that you and I watched, right, Ezra? Yeah. Wonderful. But before we get into talking about the show, though, we are going to do a song feature on Teletubbies' theme song, which is called, and this is kind of a funny title of a song, but nonetheless, the name of the single is Teletubbies Say Ao. Yeah, the opening theme song. That's right. about this song Ezra that it's a fun song that entertains like toddlers and preschool aids kids in a fun way yeah why do you think it entertains that age group so effectively because it's the younger ones find these colorful characters unique and appealing yeah it's really fun too yeah it's definitely fun it's got this upbeat piano riff it's got a lot of repetition because it's for a really young audience it's yeah. got these silly characters singing their own names. It's got uh, it's got nursery rhymes. They hum along to Baba Black Sheep and the flowers sing Mary Mary Quite Contrary. Yeah. Which are both British nursery rhymes. Very famous classic nursery rhymes, we know. Yeah, and they incorporated those nursery rhymes into this theme song. Interesting, yeah. And then the songs, the song is usually accompanied by a fun music video cut together clips of the Teletubbies doing fun and interesting things. So there's a visual component to the song, certainly, as well. I know, and when we get to the episode, I'll give the names of each of the four. For sure. This song was unbelievably successful in Britain. It was in the top 75 songs in the UK for 36 weeks straight. Can you believe that? Yes, it's become popular in the UK from a show that's made for preschoolers. Yes. Did it get popular outside the UK, Ezra? Yeah, like when I like when it was on the US when it was originally on PBS Kids. Yeah, that's where I watched the show. I don't particularly remember the theme song standing out all that much to me. Mm. But you know, the power of your environment is so strong. So if you were in the UK as a child and you were Ezra and I's age, you definitely would have heard this song. And you might even have had your parents buy it for you as a record. Or, or I watched it and listened to it when I watched it on, on the show on VHS. There you go. That too. All these portable forms of music that we had back then, that's where you would have gotten this song. Uh, it wasn't necessarily a downloadable song the way it is now. Yeah, I know. But obviously, when it late in the 90s, things were different. Definitely. So one thing that I noticed that's kind of funny about this song, Ezra, is that in the song, the repetition is the Teletubbies' names, and then they say, Teletubbies say, hello, and they say, hello. 
But the name of the song is Teletubbies Say A-O-E-H-O-H. Sounds like uh-oh, but what toddlers would say. Exactly. But they don't say uh-oh in the song. They say it in the show. They, they say hello in the song. Huh. Isn't that funny? Yeah. What do you think is up with that? Probably because it might sound like close enough to what how toddlers would say these things. Potentially. I know that the Teletubbies themselves were designed to be pretty similar to toddlers. Yeah. Do you think they sing like toddlers? I guess they do, yeah. There's someone who sings along with them, though, in this song. Do you know the name of that person? No, who? I think it might be Andrew Davenport. I couldn't find the name of it either, but I think it might be the creator of the show, Andrew Davenport. Huh, interesting. He also did a show called In the Night Garden. He did. That was also extremely successful in the UK, wasn't it? Yep. I also remember a similar show to the Teletubbies called Booba. What made it similar? The care how the characters were and with the way it was designed to teach preschoolers. Gotcha. Now, before we get too far into this conversation, let's wrap up our talk about the song, Teletubbies Say Ao. It's a fun song from an early childhood show, which I find pretty interesting. Yeah, it was very popular and it's very fun. And, you know, the Teletubbies, this was their one hit. They never had another successful song from the show and they haven't since, making the Teletubbies a one hit wonder. I know. Let's get into our feature presentation. So, the Teletubbies, I gotta say, of the shows that we've talked about, and we've talked a lot about kids' shows recently, Ezra, this is definitely the weirdest show, wouldn't you say? Yes, weirdest show made for the youngest audience. Yes, this show is targeted at very, very young infants and toddlers. So little humans that don't even necessarily even speak English yet. They're still learning. They're still developing. Nothing about their perception of the world is fully formed at that stage. But they're perceiving the Teletubbies. It's creative to make something for early childhood kids. Yeah, and I read that... The idea behind the show was to help teach those young, young kids about transitions in life, which is why there are themes of accepting change in the show. Mm -hmm. And that's also probably why it comes across so weird. I mean, there's a baby in the sky. The baby son, yes, which I hear is they revealed the new actor for it in the new show premiering on Netflix this month. Oh, really? Who is it? I'm not sure, but apparently the boy's African-American. Great. So babies would recognize themselves in that son baby. Yes, who was referenced in one scene of the boss baby. Oh, really? That's clever. But anyways, anyways, so the show is designed to be for these really young kids. And you can tell that by the abstractness and the whimsicality of the show. It's got these really colorful characters that kind of speak gibberish they their language reminds me of the sims language have you ever played the sims ezra i don't think so but i've heard of those popular games yeah you've heard of it it's they speak a very gibberishy kind of almost english language similar to the teletubbies or more like the minions yeah also similar to the minions though in the minions movie they were fully speaking spanish yeah i know 
But yeah, past minion gibberish has also resembled The Sims and the Teletubbies. And that's because, you know, when your audience is young kids who don't even speak the language yet, why bother speaking the language? Why not just come up with something creative and different like a gibberish language? And that's what they did. A good way to teach toddlers. Yeah. What other characters are in the show, Ezra? I know there, I'm going to forgot to mention the four Teletubbies, the four main ones. Oh, right. Of course, we have to go over the Teletubbies first. Tinky Winky, the purple one, who's the who's the oldest. Mm-hmm. Then Dipsy, the green one, who's the second one. Mm-hmm. Then Lala, the yellow one, who's one of the two girl Teletubbies. And then Poe, the youngest of the youngest of all of the four, the red one. That's right. And each of these Teletubbies has their own personality. Dinky Winky, I would say, is pretty confident and more of a leader, right? Yep. Dipsy is kind of stubborn but very creative and fun yep and lala lala is very sweet and kind and looks out for her friends and poe the youngest poe is soft-spoken but also very very sweet and very silly yeah i know and they know they have a vacuum-like friend named nunu nunu or naughty nunu as it's often called in the original series nunu was blue but in the new series he was changed to orange True. And what purpose does Nunu serve? Like cleaning up, like messes, like of the like of the tubby custard and of the tubby toast that, that they that the Teletubbies love to eat. Definitely. The Nunu is kind of almost a guardian over the Teletubbies because it goes around cleaning up after them and all their little messes and sometimes causing messes itself, which is a plot point in many episodes. I know. And what he uses to to clean up looks like a, the nose of an elephant. Looks like the trunk of an elephant. Yeah, it's it, it expands and contracts, and so do the eyes of Nunu. It's kind of freaky. I know, but in a really unique kind of way. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't think of any other shows that have a sentient vacuum cleaner. I remember episodes of Teletubbies that had some live action segments. Yeah, yeah, that take place inside the TVs on the bellies of the Teletubbies, which is what they're named for. Yeah, like Teletubbies, like televisions and things like that. Telephone. It transports you, just like those TVs do. And I know that in the new series, they introduced, uh, it was introduced little mini Teletubbies, the Tiddly Tubbies. That's right, and I'm really excited for those. They look cute, and I wonder how they're going to be incorporated into... The normal Teletubbies land. Yes, I know. They even had we're in a spinoff show which as a web series. And there are there are more than four Tiddly Tubbies compared to the regular Teletubbies. And they're in different colors, not just purple, yellow, green, or red. That's true. That's true. Very interesting. And considering that the Teletubbies themselves are supposed to be kind of like toddlers, I wonder if they created the Tiddly Tubbies to be inclusive of actual babies and infants? Yeah, good question. And I know recently there was a new Teletubbies web series that Wild Brain just launched on the Teletubbies YouTube channel called Teletubbies Let's Go. What's the difference in that web series? It's entirely animated. It's computer animated. Gotcha. Whereas the original Teletubbies was actors in giant suits, right? And was live action though, but this one's animated. What about the 2015 version? It was also like actors in live suits, but some things were animated and some of them also had digital screen related stuff. 
because it's an it's an updated version of the original. Gotcha. So we went from fully live action to hybridized live action and animation. And now this 22, 2022 revival of Teletubbies is going to be entirely animated, right? No, actually, I think still the same with some live action, some animated. But I'm saying that it will have some like where the Teletubbies live in that in that golf course like place. Mm-hmm. that'll have like digital screens and things because the 2015 version and this new version coming out are basically updated versions of the original. Got it. Right. Yeah. So the actors will still be actors, but everything about the environment will be digitally corrected, if not fully animated. And I said also some of the things they have are digital screens, which they didn't, the original didn't have. That's right. I also noticed just in the trailers for the 2022 series, which comes out next week, by the way, it looks like the Teletubbies themselves, even if they are people in costumes, they're definitely smoothed out and they don't look as rough. Like you can't really tell the the material of the suits as much. They're not as bulky. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They definitely look smoothed over. In the new series, there's the Tubby phone, which is a like a smartphone like thing, which is which is in the, the new series. That's right, bringing it into the 2022 technological era. But I'm saying as it was introduced in the 2015 series, and I'm assuming it'll also be in the new series. Got it, got it. And I wonder if it'll be similar or different. Teletubbies have also, in the past several years, have apps for like iOS and Android called My First Apps, meaning they're made to be like the first apps for the youngest ones to play. That's really interesting because that would be an app for a very young child. I know, yes. Do you know how successful those applications were? I'm not sure, though, but I know Teletubbies, I know, have made other media appearances. For instance, they've appeared in, like, a couple or, like, three episodes of The Simpsons. Wow, what a clash of worlds. Like, like one episode focusing on Maggie, for instance. Mm. You know, it makes sense to me that the Teletubbies would get cameos in adult media like The Simpsons because, as I said earlier, it was definitely a really weird, abstract show. And so it's easy for adults to look at it and just focus on how weird and bizarre parts of it were conceptually, like a baby in the sky and an elephant-like vacuum cleaner and these weirdly shaped animals with televisions in their stomachs. But if you compare that to, you know, the world of other children's content like Dr. Seuss, that it's really not that off from other children's media. It's just that this was a popular television show. And so it was easy for adults to latch on to the weirdness because it was right there on TV. And it's even become popular like with adults, like with Internet memes. Yeah, exactly. I know like Dr. Seuss is kind of weird. Like you mean the style of those classic children's books yes really whimsical really colorful really out there and kind of wild tickling all those parts of the brain that children use way more than adults the creative parts i know yeah teletubbies definitely teaches us lessons but in very funny looking ways i know it does and i'm excited they're bringing it back once again me too i wonder if New infants and toddlers will like it as much as we did in the 90s. Yeah, I'm sure. Or if bigger kids now who, when they were little, liked the Teletubby show from several years ago. That's right. It's like every generation had their Teletubbies, even the ones being born now. Yeah, that's for sure. Great. Let's move into trivia. Trivia. 
last week we asked a question about Blue's Clues. Do you remember it, Ezra? Yes. What show on PBS Kids did the creator of Blue's Clues do? And the answer is... Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood, which was based on the classic show Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The creator, Angela Singetomero, also did Super Y, um, Rosie's Rules, as well as shows like Creative Galaxy, Wish and Proof, and Charlie's Color Form City, which is based on the Color Forms toy brand. Wow. So just like Andrew Davenport, the creator of Teletubbies, she was very established with children's shows. Yeah. Interesting. And so this week, we're going to ask a question about the Teletubbies. And that question is, what other creatures can you see in the Teletubbies show besides the Teletubbies? Know the answer? Give a shout out and we'll see you on the next episode of Animation and Beyond. Thank you for listening. Bye. Goodbye.